0: Let's all now turn, and this is only, this is maybe one of the shortest verses I've had for a very long time, turn to the book of Mark, this is the second book in uh, the New Testament, but the book of Mark, we're going to go to chapter 10, verse 6, and once you find Mark 10, verse 6, if you could please stand to honor the reading of his Word. You don't have to rush on my account, just your own. (laughs) Mark, chapter 10, verse 6. It says this. This is Jesus talking. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. God bless and honor the ring of his word. And you may be seated. And I, too, am going to sit for a time. I kind of need to. I apologize about that. I always want to be up and standing, and I might be here just a little bit, uh, but my body is attacking me, so I apologize. As a kid, I became very interested in a comic book. What a shock, I'm sure. But it was a comic book by the name—well, there's a lot of them, but there's one in particular by the name of X-Men. And uh, I had a brother-in-law who used to read that an awful lot, and it was an interesting comic book. There was an awful lot of characters that I liked in it. One named Wolverine. Uh, and he wasn't the only one. There was a lot of other ones. I liked them. They were very cool, I thought. They were about mutants that had powers. And when I found out the whole reason why they made them that way, originally, is because the creator, Stan Lee, uh, he said he got, uh, honestly, lazy. That was his words. He said he got lazy of finding new ways. He said there's only so many times that someone can be bitten by a radioactive spider or or gamma rays, or whatever. So he said, how about they're just born that way? So that's what he did. He said he lazily chose uh, they're just mutants, quote unquote. So that's what the X-Men was about. Now, in reality, uh, it's because they had a Professor X, Xavier. They had extra special powers. That's what they called. So it's the X-Men. That's what they called. Them. So as a teen- teenager, I became a huge fan of it, and partially because uh, my friend Jeremy and I did, because they also at that time came out with a cartoon called X-Men, and we would watch them. In fact, I've been watching them recently. And I even ordered, and out of shock, I'm sure, this special tie from that cartoon. It even has my favorite guy right in the middle of the Gambit. And I, he used to be able to pick up stuff and throw it. I loved it. He, he threw cards. I loved it. So we had a lot of characters I loved because I think as a teenager, everybody feels like they don't belong. You know, most people do because you're going through changes and things. And, and that's what it was. They didn't belong in the world. They didn't feel like they belonged. And so... You know, there was a uh, different characters that felt like they didn't belong because they had all these extra powers and they felt different. You had people like a uh, Cyclops guy who who wore this little thing on his head that he looked like he had one eye, he could shoot out laser beams. You had Gambit, who I just mentioned. There was Storm, Beast, and the most popular was Wolverine. You had all sorts of these people that looked different and was different to the other people, their powers. Uh, through time, though, you had movies that came out and, and cartoons and things like that. And uh, and uh, I I enjoyed it. But Unfortunately, through times, it, uh, it levit, uh, levitated to other things. They started levitating to uh, bring in unbiblical things to make them feel like this is what it was really about, and that you were like those people who didn't feel like they belonged. So I kind of, though I still love the characters, and I love all that stuff, I, I kind of got away from it because I didn't like the agenda they brought into it. But all that being said, tonight, uh, today the sermon's title is X-Men. And we'll talk about that as time goes on. Why it's called that, and the real reason why it's called X-Men, and not really the reason why we're talking about it here in the beginning. So X-Men meant mutants in the beginning. And what are mutants? Well, the uh, the actual definition of mutation is an organism that is different from others of its type because of permanent change uh, in its genes, which is natural mutation. Which, to be truthful, we all have a certain mutation. It's different genes, like mine with tumors and other things, and other people have that kind of mutation in us, different moles or whatever that we might have. Uh, This is often disapproving, different people think, an unpleasant or frightening thing. But then there's unnatural mutation that people do, different modifications or changes that people put upon their lives, uh, different plastic surgeries uh, or disguises, which I guess you wouldn't want to call mutation more like a disguise, or uh, you could call it a permanent costume that people put on. Uh, pretend to be something that they're not. But nowadays, there's a different kind of mutation that people are putting upon themselves. A different kind of mutation that most likely is going to get me taken off the air here. And I'm not really too worried about it. I'm going to preach what the Bible says. But the fact is, there is mutation going on, unnatural mutation, uh, which is uh, transgender and things like that. And this kind, of, this kind of mutation is stuff that people are doing all the time where they are biologically messing around with cells. And people are choosing what they are inside of who they are. What God made them to be and I've gone a long time without talking about some of these things because I haven't wanted to talk about it Sometimes I'm not allowed to talk about it whether it be on YouTube or whether it be on Facebook or things like that But I want to talk about it because of what the Bible says and I'm going to talk about it today And they have been taught different things in science and science classes and in things children have been taught these things Taught unbiblical things and taught that that is what is correct. So we're going to talk about it today First of all know this that as Christians we're to love all people we can love them But it doesn't mean we have to love what they're being taught and to love lies We don't have to love that, but anyway we're being taught different things we're being taught in science Even though the, the word science gets misused we're being taught that there's two different things We're being taught that the word sex uh, Is different than gender, which is not true. We know that the Bible doesn't teach us that but uh, It says they say that the sex is between this is their words not mine. Okay, Where it says the sex is between the legs and the gender is between the ears. In other words, the mind, the brain. That's what the different things have been saying on news and online and all that. They say in science that sex is between the legs, and that gender is between the ears. Is how they feel in the mind, which I think is kind of interesting. Because if that's in the brain, then that means that's all. It's just how they think, how they feel. I think it's kind of strange, because that's not quite right. But that's what their different ones are being taught. Uh, that is what's in their mind, how they feel, how they think. It's different than how they are physically. But there are actually people who say that God put me in the wrong body. They're believing that God put them in the wrong body. And what kind of misteaching is that? First of all, God doesn't make mistakes. We know that God doesn't make mistakes. But people of the world are being taught that God has made a mistake with them. Now God doesn't make a mistake. God is infallible. He's not one who can make a mistake. So in order to go to this, I'm going to first go to 1 Corinthians 2.16. And it says this. Listen to these words. In fact, I'd write that down if I you. We're going to go back to this later too. But 1 Corinthians 2.16 says this, and it says it so well. This is what it says. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? Talking about the Lord. It says, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? Then listen to what it says. But we have the mind of Christ. But We have the mind of Christ. In other words, God instructs us. We're not to instruct God. Christ instructs us. We're not to to instruct and and tell God what to do. But we've got to remember that. People want to tell God what is right. But we're not to do that. We're to listen to the Lord, not the Lord listen to us. So keep that in mind. 1 Corinthians 2.16. I think that's a very important verse. Once again, I read it. For who has known the mind of of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We're to listen to God, not God listen to us in that sense. Okay, but it's, there's a popular influence of the world around us. They want to tell people that, that it's normal to be transgender. It's normal to be uh, of all these different things, a man and a woman inside, not outside, and all that. And, and look, again, we're not to, to be against anybody. I don't believe to, to be hateful to anyone, even as a Christian, especially as a Christian, because we are of Christ, are we not? We're to love all people. We're to be loving and show them that God loves you, no matter, this is the thing. It's just like if someone was to, whether you are for tattoos or they're not, you're never to be against anybody who's done something to their body that you don't agree with. You're not to do that. Sister, can you turn this microphone down just a smidge? It's uh, screaming at me a little bit. Thank you. Uh, we're not to be against anyone if they, let's say that you don't like your haircut. Are we to be against that? It's them because we don't like your haircut? No, we're not to do that. But th- this is a completely different thing. Because a haircut, hairstyle, or a tattoo, is it necessarily an unbiblical thing, depending on what the tattoo is? And even in that, I mean, okay, so we know that our body is to represent Jesus. We know all that. But we're not to suddenly say, oh, well, I'm against that, so I'm against them. Well, no. In this case, though, there's a whole uh, lifestyle that is against what God teaches. But let's say someone makes a horrible, horrible, horrible mistake in their life, and we're talking about this gender situation. Okay, that's a big mistake. But does that mean that we throw them to the, to the wayside? No, we're not to do that either. We're to be loving and show them what God loves you, despite what happened. But we're also not to say that this is of God, because that's not true either. So let's go into what the uh, popular influence of the world around us. Galatians chapter 5. Now, Galatians chapter 5 is very important. Hang on to it, because there's the fruit of the Holy Spirit in there, too, which we're going to get to. But the popular influence of the world says, now, that this is uh, chapter 5, 19 through 21, tells us, and I, I use it a lot, and I will be real soon again using it, it talks about self-control because we're gonna be talking about our self-control very very soon The self-control is something that people think they don't have so i'll be preaching on this in just a couple weeks two or three weeks Self-control very important anyway, let's let's listen to what this says now the works of the flesh are revealed Which are these adultery that's false gods? Sexual immorality now a lot of times people will say well that doesn't say anything specifically It says a lot of things but immorality there's a lot including this this says impurity okay We can go into impurity a lot. Lewdness, that means rude. And and idolatry. Sorcery. Hatred. Strife. Jealousy. Rage. Selfishness. Dissensions. Heresies. Envy. Murders. Drunkenness. Carousing. And idolatry. Sorcery. Hatred. Strife. Jealousy. Rage. Selfishness. Dissensions, oh, uh, sorry, I've gone through some of this already. I apologize. And the like, I warn you, as I previously warned you, that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, does this mean that a Christian who messes up and goes back, won't go to heaven? That's not what it's saying. It's saying that people who only go on this and aren't saved aren't going to go to heaven because they don't have Christ. But Galatians six one says this, Brothers, if a man is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, watching yourselves, lest you shall also be tempted. So Christians, those who see people around the world doing such things, just show them the love and show them. Now I'm not saying to show them love like, oh, you're doing great. But show them that this isn't of God by showing the word of God in the first place. We can show them these things. And there's false preachers who go along with the flow. They go along with the popular flow of the world because they care more about being popular and going with the, the peer pressure of the world than they do about the word of God itself. I'm not trying to be judgmental to those people. I'm not God. I'm not. And I'm not the one who says what is of the Lord or not, but His Word does. And if you see people, and by the way, the Word does talk about false preachers and false teachers. And if you can see people who will go along and say, hey, they're right. The Bible's wrong. There's a problem there. There's a problem there. There's a problem when there's someone who will say, the Bible's wrong, but hey, so-and-so's right. And a lot of times, you know what they do? They say, oh, well, that was just Paul's opinion. No, it wasn't Paul's opinion. Because Paul's opinion goes along with all sorts of other things in the Bible. Are you saying the whole Bible's wrong, but this person who's popular now is right? Well, then you've got a lot to answer for, because how can you be the one who chooses what's right and what's wrong in the Bible? How can you be the one? I mean, Christ, by the way, who knew the whole word before the New Testament was written, he was in agreement with the whole word of the Old Testament to boot. So therefore, you're also saying that Christ is wrong. And how can Christ save you if he's wrong? How can that be done? Because now you're in disagreement with the Savior who saved you, you see. You can't just pick and choose. This is not a recipe. Oh, I'm going to put sweet and low instead of sugar. No, this is the whole word. You have to have the whole word, the whole truth, not just some. You can't mutate the word. We're going to get to that too. Let's look what the false prophets, false teachers say here. Galatians one nine through ten. As we said before, so I now say. Excuse me. So I say now again. If anyone preaches any other gospel to you than the one you have received, let him be accursed. For I am now seeking the approval of men or of God. Or am I trying to please men? For if I were trying to to please men, I would not be the servant of Christ. We're to serve God, not people around us. Now I know we're to be loving and kind. I've said it all before, it is true. We're to be loving, we're to try to bring Him to Christ but we're not to bring Christ to them in the sense that we change Christ to make them happy. We're to be loving and show them. look, even the stuff I'm saying now, I get nervous. I'm nervous even now, the way, I'm, the way I'm having to preach this. I'm nervous there's going to be people giving me all sorts of things. And these are happy signs. I'm sure that there's going to be people saying, oh, he's an unloving jerk. Well, that might be the way they see me, and I don't mean it that way. But at the same time, I love them enough to tell them the truth. If I see people eating ice cream that has, I saw someone put poison in, I'm going to tell them the truth, don't eat that, that's got poison in it. Folks, we have to do that. We can't, well, they're enjoying the ice cream, but it's got poison in it. And folks, there's a lot of people who say, they're telling the truth, it's got poison all through it. We can't tell them a lie and let them eat the lie and say, hey, but they're enjoying it as it goes down. But they're not going to enjoy it when they're being lied to all the time and they're dying. We can't do that to them, can we? No. Oh well, you can. Yeah, but you shouldn't. And you can't, and truly be following the truth of the Lord God. Amen. It's okay to say Amen. I'm not going to get angry. I promise. I promise. You can say Amen to the X Men. I promise. Okay. I'm talking about the sermon, not the comic book. I promise. Okay. The fruit of the Spirit. We're to have the fruit of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit. By the way, the Holy Spirit does call out to the people, but again, the Holy Spirit does it with truth and it does it with love. And yes, it is not love. But a lot of times people say when you do it with love, you're supposed to be all oh, sugary and sweet. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. You can do it with love and sweetness and kindness, but you can also do it with truth and bluntness. And by bluntness, I don't mean like I'm hitting them with a stick, but I mean you can tell them the truth and not lie to them. Make sure it's the Holy Spirit telling you to say it. Don't just do it yourself. Oh, I'm going to tell them what for it. No. Let the Holy Spirit do it, not you. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, this is Galatians 5, 22-23. fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and self-control. Like I said, we talked about this in self-control. Against such there is no law. What do I mean by self-control? Well, self-control, you don't have to go with the world. You don't have to do what the world tells you to do. You also don't have to get in their face. You can have self-control. Self-control. But I can't help myself. Yes, you can. But I'll get to that soon enough. You can. Not yourself, but the Holy Spirit can help you. You see. Can you help yourself? Well, if you listen to the Lord. If you listen to the Lord, not the flesh. Again, we'll get to that soon. So let's look at the things. Let's look at the things that we just spoke about. The difference between sex and gender. Okay? I know these things are a little nervous. They make you a little nervous to talk about these things. I mean, I don't like talking about them, but I'm going to talk about them. So sex, sex, and I'm talking about creation, I'm not talking about the action, I'm talking about the creation of the Lord God. God created the sex of people and also the action, therefore, but let's look about the sex that God created, man and woman, I'm talking about now, man and woman, God created man and woman, he created them together, this is science, this is truth, this is even God's word, it's common sense if you think about it, he created it so they could be together in the nature of it, the sex so they could produce, but not just that. I mean, when, when Adam looked at we're going to get to this in a second, but God created it so they could be together. It says in Genesis 1, 27. So God created man in his own image, talking about God's own image, to be like a man. In the image of God, he created him, and then male and female, he created them. Then it goes back to we'll talk more precisely about how he did it and why he did it and when he did it. In Genesis 2, 21 through 23. And I love this. I love it. Genesis 2, 21 through 23. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall over Adam. I mean, who needs NyQuil when you got God who says, here, go to sleep. (laughs) And when he did it, he slept, it said, and he slept, and God took one of his ribs and closed up the place with flesh. People a lot of times try to get into the science of this stuff. Listen, man. Don't question God. You can't Well, that's not scientific. Hey, look. Look, I don't know if it's a literal rib or part of God. Look, I don't care. This is God. God can do what God says. God can do anything. Don't try to outscience God. Okay? God made us. God can do all things. Don't you dare question the Lord. Okay? You say, yeah, but I'm scientific. Well, I'll tell you what else you are. A creation of the Lord. (laughs) Don't you tell God how he created you. Okay? He tells you. Anyway, so the Lord God, this is Genesis two twenty-one through twenty-three, so the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up the place with flesh. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made it to a woman, and he brought her to the man. And then Adam said, and I know what most people like to say that Adam said. They used most of the time people like to say that Adam said, Wow. And in a sense he did. But what he said it, literally is this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She will be called woman, for she was taken out of man. And you can see see where he said woe or wow, woe, because woe, man. So there you go. But either way, this is what God did. He made them. That was how he created the sex. And with that being said, I almost want to read Hebrews thirteen, eight, because Jesus himself said this jesus christ excuse me hebrews uh probably paul whoever wrote Hebrews, said this about jesus christ jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever in other words god doesn't change god doesn't change god doesn't change god's creation is the same and i'm not trying to take this out of context i'm simply saying god doesn't change god's creation doesn't change okay so we talked about mutation earlier thing little things change but god's creation doesn't change Jesus is the same. His plan is the same. It's always been the same. It's always going to be the same until it is Fulfilled you understand God doesn't change for you. God doesn't change for me God our plans may change because God will take us down his path But we the people don't change for God's plan God has one plan one way and that is always gonna be because as it says Jesus Christ is the same Yesterday, today, and forever, you said, oh, that's Jesus, not God. Jesus is God in the flesh. He's the one and the same. He doesn't change. He never does, and neither does his creation. So, in other words, sex and gender are one. They're part of God's creation. The new definition of sex and gender is a lie. It's a lie. That's all there is to it. And they're lying to your children. They're lying to us all. They lie to us. People do that all the time. Like when you go to buy a... (laughs) Diet treat and it says fat-free or sugar-free you gotta be careful just because it says it's low Fat or whatever doesn't mean it's gonna be good for your fat. You're still gonna gain weight if you're not careful You can't just eat all you want what I'm trying to tell you is people will lie and say things to try to fool you Okay, let's look at gender now gender and I'm talking about the lie the brainwashing that the world tries to give you In Matthew chapter 4 Satan tempted Jesus. He tried to brainwash Jesus. You tried to brainwash him But you know what Jesus did? Jesus did something that went back on Satan. He used scripture. Every time Satan tried to brainwash him, trick him, and do all sorts of things to get Jesus confused, what did Jesus do? He grabbed scripture as a shield to protect him. And then what did Satan do? He grabbed scripture and tried to manipulate it and change the meaning thereof. But Jesus didn't get fooled. He said, oh, you got that scripture. Well, I got other scripture too to uh, protect me from the scripture that you're manipulating and, and what does manipulate uh manipulate to mutate that you're mutating the meaning thereof and the definition thereof <laughs> going back to mutants here so let's take a look at some scripture that can help us whenever we go through the mutation of the word gender here okay Romans 12 2 do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the re- be transformed transformed okay by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And we use that a lot because it's true. Don't be changed with the ways of the world. I like 2 Timothy 1 7. Oh, Pastor, you're throwing us all over the place. Yeah, but one point. There's one point. You can write it down if you don't get to look it up. But I'm sorry if I'm jumping all over the place, except that there's reasons for it. Second Timothy 1 7 tells us. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. People say, I can't help it. I just am the way I've been made. Well, that's true. But you have self-control. First of all, if the world tells you to, to jump, you don't need to jump off that building. To jump off that building of brainwash and gender and all that jazz. The fact of the matter is, is God has made you the way you are. But not the way the world's telling you you are. And you see, here's the thing why I really feel sorry for those people. I'm not mad at anybody. Except for those who are brainwashing and telling lies. But I feel sorry for the youngsters who are being lied to you know i've told you this before and i'll, I'll tell you again when i was a young man and i didn't have a girlfriend and uh, and i really did feel sorry for all those girls who missed out on all this no i'm kidding <laughs> the truth be told truth be told uh i was told so many times where i worked at where i uh, and, and we're even talking as a young man even up into my 30s i was told so many times whether i had a girlfriend or not i was told that i had to be gay people said because I didn't have a girl I must be gay because if I was because I was a virgin until I was married and so therefore I, I had to I had to be gay because I wasn't inappropriate and I wasn't looking for the things that God told us First of all God told us to wait God told us to do what was correct so therefore because the world saw me as being weird because I was doing what God told us to do I had to be gay in their minds and which I wasn't and still not and never going to be because God told us what was right and what was wrong. I'm going to do what God says, it's not what the world says. I'm not going to be mutated, manipulated by the brainwashing of the world. Okay, so it seems right to them, but it doesn't mean it is right. So we got to keep our minds on Christ, not on them. We can't do that. Oh, look, I was tempted, just like everybody else. I was tempted to go along with what they said. I'm not talking about the gay part, but I'm talking about going along with the sex stuff and all that. Okay, I was tempted. I've lust in me and everyone else like everyone else does. I wanted to do all that of course I did but I'm not gonna do it because God says no we got to listen to the Lord and his word not the word of the world we can't do that okay we can but not if we want to live correctly with the Lord can't do it we have to stay correctly in the straight path okay second Timothy 1 7 for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power love and self-control once again it says second Corinthians 10 13 but we will not boast beyond measure, but within the boundaries which God has appointed us, which reach even you. God has given us boundaries. God has told us to follow him. We have boundaries. This whole gender thing, I can understand those poor souls, those poor kids are being told. And you know, kids are in a, and I'm talking about young kids, I'm talking about teenagers and all, they're in a really hard state. They're in a position where they are they're, they're going through so much. And they're changing, and they're going through all this. And when you have everyone around you, and I'm talking about the teachers, and I'm talking about your TV shows, everything else telling you, you're different, you're different, you're different. You already know you're different. You know, I told you a while ago, I was reading the X-Men a lot as a young teenager because you feel different. And so I knew the X-Men was a lot like me because they were different, and I understood that. But, you know, thank God, they the, at the time, the shows weren't trying to tell me that I was something I wasn't. So imagine these kids... Hearing all the people around them tell them that you are a transgender, that you are not natural, that that God is wrong and you're right. You see, this is why so much is going on right now. But what we need to do as Christians is we reach out to them and show them God loves you and that these people are being used of the devil, though they don't realize they are. Don't allow them to grab a hold of the lies and bury these poor souls. This is a shame. So what do we do? Do we get angry and get mad and start attacking the young people? Of course not. We're not to do that. We're to use love and kindness not to go out and start grabbing a hold of them, and pull them, and say, hey, how dare you? No, 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 no. No, we can't do that. We're in the evil days, evil days of the blind. And a lot of those poor people who are blind believe that the Bible is fiction. And this is why you hear things like my truth, and that's of the Satan himself. So I said, well, that's your truth, not my truth. I hate that phrase, my truth. I don't care about my truth. I listen to the truth. Christ is the truth. He says it in his word itself. He says He is the truth, the way, the truth, the life. He is the truth, and he is the truth that people need. And he doesn't change. He doesn't change. He doesn't change what we can and we should to follow him, not what other people say is popular and right. And so Satan blinds the world. I've said it before. I'll say it again 2 Corinthians 4, 4. The God of this world has blinded the minds of those who do not believe. Who's the God of this world? The devil. But God, that's a lowercase g. The God of this world is blinding the minds of those who do not believe, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. That's what I said. We're to reach out to them. Through love, kindness. Bring them. You're not going to bring them to Christ by saying, You guys are horrible. No. That also doesn't mean that we tell them that everything they do is beautiful. Can't do that either. It's that middle road, which we'll talk about very soon. The middle road. Romans 8, 5 through 7. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. To be carnal minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. For the carnal minded is hostile towards God, but it is not subject of the law of God, or indeed can it be. We have to keep our mind on God. And you know, you think about this. There's so many people right now who are saying, that they're God in their life. By saying, I know what I am, and God made a mistake. How dare us say that God made a mistake in our lives? God doesn't make mistakes. We do. God is not human. Even though he came in the, the, the form of a human being, God is not human. God doesn't make mistakes. Only us. In fact, it's, a, it's an abomination against God's creation to do the things that they're saying that they're doing. And, even yes, that, that includes homosexuality. And you can read all that in Romans chapter 1, 26 through 27. I'm only mentioning that. I'm not going to go into it. Except to say this. Uh, Colossians Three, 3.2, set your affection on things above, not things of the earth. Do not keep your mind. I'll say it again. Colossians three, two. set your affection on things above, not things in the earth. And I'm se- se- simply saying, I know it's popular. I know it's popular to change the beliefs of the Bible. I know that. I know as sure as you're born that that's the popular thing to do. But yeah, but Philip, you say God doesn't love them. That's not what I'm saying. He does love them. He loves them enough not to lie to them. He loves them enough not to lie and change his word so that they go Believing all those things but not his word because by the way if you change the word in this area like I said before Why can't you change it in the other area? So if you change it in the other area? Oh, you don't have to ask Jesus in your heart then apparently apparently because you can change that apparently if you can change this Why can't you change that so therefore everybody goes to heaven? But you don't it's only because Jesus because of Jesus Christ you get to go to heaven only because you ask him to save you from your sins, so what's a sin? If homosexuality is not a sin, if all these other things that change your body and saying God is wrong isn't a sin, then what is a sin? Apparently nothing. Why am I saying these things to you? Because it's important that we know that we're lying to people. We're lying to people when we say that God is wrong. Well, let's look at the mutation. Mutation, manipulation minds of the mindset. Because people are mutating not just bodies, they're mutating the body of Christ, they're mutating the word of God. By changing what it's saying. They're mutating God's word and his truth. And we can't do that. What does it say in Proverbs 3, 5, 3, 6? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. oh. Lean on Him and He will direct your paths. Lean on Him and He will direct your Lean on Him and He will direct your path. Well, oh, you going to say it again, Pastor? One more time. Lean on Him and He will direct your path, Not your own understanding. His. His understanding of the Holy Spirit. Not yours. Because if you lean on your understanding, you're going to come up with all sorts of stupid. All sorts of stupid. You know why? Because without Him, we don't understand a thing. Because when we lean on our own understanding... We're as dumb as a box of rocks. Oh, Pastor, you called me dumb. No, I said the human, the human, the flesh is ignorant. But God, but God knows all things. You know what? how I know that? Do you remember that moment? Do you remember that moment when you suddenly realized that you were blind and walking in darkness? you remember that moment when you realized that you were heading towards the fire of damnation, eternal damnation? You said, oh, how did I not see it? Because you're ignorant. You didn't know. But the moment that you knew that you were going to head for hell forever, you saw because the Holy Spirit showed you. You saw the education. You saw the intelligence of God and he said, come on. You don't have to go to that. Come this way. And you did. That wasn't your intelligence. That was the intelligence of the Holy Spirit. And that's what God wants to do today. He doesn't hate people who are being lied to. He hates to the liar. He hates... The, the lies that Satan is telling. He doesn't even hate the person that's lying to them. He hates what they're doing. I don't hate them either. I hate what they're doing. Philippians 4, 6-7. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer, supplication with gratitude. Make your requests known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will protect your hearts and the minds through Christ Jesus when we don't understand what's going on around us and the people are lying to us constantly. Go to the Lord and he... That peace will surpass all the understanding we may not understand, but God does. James 3:13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show his works by his good life in the meekness of wisdom. God knows far more than any quote-unquote scientist out there, than any doctor, than any teacher, no offense, but than anybody out there. God knows than any person out there, you may call yourself a professor, But I'm going to tell you something, Professor X's out there. You're nothing compared to God. Nothing. Philippians 2, 5. Let this mind be in you all, which was also in Christ Jesus. Think like Jesus. Think like Jesus, not like the people of this earth. And this is the most important, really. I think they're all equally important. But this is important. James 4, 7. And you should remember this no matter what's going on in life. Therefore, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We're to believe the truth, not the lies of the devil. Believe the truth. I love Ephesians 4, 23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Renew it. There are so many more more things I could say. We should walk following God, and we should sharpen one another. What do I mean? Be there for one another. Let them see the truth in us. As it says in Proverbs twenty-seven, seventeen, iron sharpens iron. So, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friends. That means the face of his friends. We're to sharpen our friends. Be there for one another. Show the intelligence of the word, not for ourselves. Not so, look how smart I am. <laughs> Show them the love and the word of God. Strengthen our fellow Christians and the battles they're going through. You know, it could be, and if you're out there right now, listen, you might be going through a great battle right now. It could be right now that maybe your nephew, your niece, your daughter, your, your your son, maybe your brother, your sister, maybe your grandchildren, maybe right now they're they're in school. Maybe maybe that's not the case, but maybe right now, maybe yourself, you're questioning yourself where you are, maybe how God made you. Maybe you're watching a show. You can quit watching at any time, you know. But if it's uh I'm talking about the show. But you can If this is making you question where you're at and how God made you, God made you who you are. And he didn't make you to question how he made you. He made you, if you're a woman, he made you as a woman to love men. doesn't mean you have to be with man to be complete. The man you need is Jesus Christ. And men, you don't have to have a woman to be complete. Because God completes you with the Savior, Jesus. And God knows his plan. Follow him and he'll he'll complete it. He'll complete it. Just follow him. Don't just think you need to be with someone. Because God is one that completes us. All that other stuff is wonderful dressing on the cake. But the deal is that we need to have completion first with our Savior. With our Savior. Not with all the other people in the world. All that other stuff is beautiful dressing on the cake. But the cake itself, is it better be good. Because I don't care how good the dressing looks on top. If you've ever had good dressing with a horrible rotten cake, ooh, and I've had it. Ooh, I one time had this wonderful looking cake. And I went to eat it, and there was mold inside. I'm going to tell you something. If you don't have Jesus Christ first, and he's the main part of your life, good luck. Because all that dressing on the outside, it doesn't make the cake. You hear me? Okay, I'm moving on here. Okay, here's the most important part, the most important part of all of it. We are not the mutants. We are not those mutants. Earlier on, I told you the X-Men were mutants in the comics. We're not the mutants. We're not. The world is changing everything about them to be how they want to be. They're making gods of themselves. We're not mutants. We're not changing our gender or sex the way that God made us. We're not doing that. Or what we choose to be because we are not God. We're not God. Did you know that the X and the word Xmas, a lot of times people think it's to replace God. God, you know, that Christ and the word Christmas. It's really not people use it that way. But did you know that the word X, or the X that's in Xmas actually is Greek for Christ? Did you know that? Because actually, uh, in Greek, Christos uh, is a Greek word. Christos is a Greek word that uh, starts with X. So therefore, to be in disguise back in the day, they used to say Xmas. They used to use an X standing standing for Christians. So in reality, in reality, the X is for Christ. So when I was mentioning X-Men earlier for the mutation and all that, that's the comics and all that. But in reality, X stands for Christ. You know, years ago right here, we had a club for men. And it was called J-Men. And the J-Men stood for Jesus Men. You remember that, Brother Leon? We had the Jesus Men. And it was a good thing. Now, we don't have it today, but I dare say, I would like to start it up again. But not for, I don't know when we're going to, but, but I don't know that we'll call it J-Men. We might. But I dare say that we Christians, we're not J-men, men meaning mankind. We're not J-men. We are X-men. We are X-men because all of us Christians, we're not the mutants brainwashed of the devil as they make themselves to be, but we are Christ's men. We are Christ's men. We are, in this case, X-men stands for Christ men. They look at us different. They may think of us as mutants that we think we were brainwashed, but here's the truth. You, X-Men, you have the power of Christ. You have the Christ in you, men and women. You have Christ in you. you the power you have is not your own, but it is the power of Jesus. And they don't understand it. Why they feel that you are different, why they feel that is because they feel the love and power of Jesus Christ within you. Allow them to feel that every time they're around you. They may think, and I'm talking about the people who are trying to make this whole mutation a normal thing, what they're really trying to do is change what God has made. But in reality, God changed us already by bringing himself into us by saving us from our sins. So when we say X-Men today, we're not talking about those who are trying to mutate what God made, the natural function of men and women, we're talking about the very fact that God Changed What would have happened naturally had we not had Jesus Christ in our souls when we all would have gone to hell and died for eternity and suffered? But we know that we are X men. We are people who are saved by Christ. And I pray and hope that if there be anyone out there today or here today who do not know for a fact that Jesus Christ has entered in them and washed them of their sins, that that will change today. Because I can proudly say that I am different from those out there today. I could proudly say, though I felt different as a child and different as a teenager and felt different all the time, I am proudly different of the people in this world. I could proudly say I am an X-Men, a Christ-Man. I am different from those because Jesus Christ is within me. No matter what I look like physically, in the soul, I am different, not because of me, but because He who lives within me. I am going to heaven who is with me. Amen. And so we can once again quote 1 Corinthians 2.16. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? No one. We know that. But we have the mind of Christ. This is for you, X-Men, Christ-Men. You have the mind of Christ. So do not worry when you don't fit in this world. Because you are already fit into the kingdom of God. When your time comes, you are going to be there, welcomed by Jesus himself. You're there. You've changed. You may feel unnatural in this world. There's a reason, because you are. But that's how you're supposed to be. Why don't you fit? Because Jesus didn't fit either. You are not naturally fitting here, because the old you has died. The new you is living. Let us pray. Dear, precious Heavenly Father, Lord God, as we come to you today, Lord, we pray unto you, knowing that we are not fitted into this world, we don't fit this world, because Lord God, you saved us. You saved us from the old dead self that we were walking dead in this world. But Lord, right now, we pray for those who are dead, those who are mutated into this world. And Lord, we pray for all those who've been lied to, brainwashed from the schools and the quote-unquote scientists, and all those people who believe themselves to be way more intelligent than you. We pray, Lord God, they come back to you. They, they may never have known you, but I pray that they will come to know you. And those who are going along with the world who are Christians and, and claim to be following your word, I pray, Lord, they'll come back to you, Lord. I pray they will no longer run and try to fit in with the world. Lord, I pray right now, if there be anyone here today who is questioning their salvation, that this be the last of that. that they'll come forward they'll be entering into your kingdom and will know for certain and i also pray lord jesus christ i pray lord god if there be anyone out there who's watching today no matter what day it might be i pray lord god they will pray unto you and they will know without a shadow of a doubt where they stand i pray this in your holy and precious name lord jesus christ amen